0: When life hands you lemons, make lemon drops. This is the Elevate Polk Podcast, and I'm your host, Krasan Long, and with me, as always, is Rob Arturi.
1: Well, not really with you this time.
0: Right. Um So we've got to figure out, we had to figure out how to do this remotely, and I'm not really sure I like it because I can't see your facial expressions when I'm saying stupid things.
1: That's true. <laughs> but you can still hear me laughing. So I guess that Well that make sure you laugh loud
0: enough so I can hear you because I, I, I might
1: just keep going. That just makes it better. <laughs> uh and and I think we can all use the laugh or, or two right uh right now. But at least thanks to technology we can we can still do this. Yeah, uh,
0: I'm excited that you found this solution. So it'll be cool to hear the next, the next, the next, the new normal for our podcasting efforts.
1: Gosh, I hope not. I don't like this. I miss my studio. Mm -hmm. But what are you gonna do? You have to follow the rules, I suppose, right?
0: Well, and I've had to sequester poor Craig into the other room because whenever he makes faces at me, it totally messes me up. So he's over (laughs) there watching uh, The Curse of Oak Island. Are you familiar with that show?
1: I am I am not. I don't watch a lot of TV. I got all the kids that just, I can't enjoy. If I'm watching something, I want to like just focus on it. And with the kids running around like crazy, I, you know, I can't. So I don't, I don't watch a lot of TV. I managed to watch the, the Tiger King series. I... That was, yeah, that was special. <laughs>
0: Let's not let's not go there. I do want to say, though, <laughs> if you are a listener and you like the Curse of Oak Island, this is Craig's birthday week. So if you've got some really cool Curse of Oak Island memes or jokes and you're friends with him on Facebook, shoot him some, some Curse of Oak Island love because he is totally enamored by that show. I don't understand it, but he loves it. And a couple of our friends make some comments that I am totally an outsider for.
1: <laughs> well, and, and if you like People watching, and uh, you get some sort of weird, perverse amusement out kind of watching human train wrecks. Then I would recommend the Tiger King.
0: I would, uh, I would highly recommend staying away from that. I watched like five <laughs> minutes of the first episode, and I was done. <laughs> so, um, let's let's get into the show.
1: All right. So how, how are you faring during this whole uh, this whole ordeal?
0: Well, sometime last week, we made the decision to send all of our staff home with their with their computers from the office, so they're working from home. Um, Craig and I continue to go into the office because I feel for my own psychological um, safety. Actually, Craig probably needs me to maintain a, a level of normalcy. Um, I've, I need normalcy. So I need mm-hmm. the habit of getting up in the morning, getting dressed, going to work. And so Craig and I are still working out of the office with the door closed to the public. But Gotcha. Aside from that, um, we've spent a lot more time at the grocery store than, than I have spent in, in probably six months. Um, we're not very good That's at true. grocery shopping planning. So so thank goodness mm-hmm. that Publix has remained open for us because we've had to go back a few times.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think it's worth noting some of the um, I think this whole experience has kind of taught us about what really matters. Or who really matters and who doesn't? Um, you know, I'm watching on on social media, and people are still talking a lot about politics and stuff like that. But there's a tremendous amount of personal sharing. So, like whether it's these silly post five movies that you always watch, or twenty things you didn't know about me, or whatever. And sometimes I, spy. I,
0: I spy yeah, something yellow.
1: Right, and I'm not really one to to actually do some of those, but. I'm seeing a lot of people posting more stuff about their own lives versus other people's lives, celebrities, mm. this kind of stuff. And it really kind of reminds us that, like, what really matters and and who really matters. When was the last time you thanked somebody for, you know, like you were, were grateful for people working at a grocery store?
0: Um, about you know, just two hours ago.
1: ago. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, before all of this, mm-hmm. well, I mean, it's not something that uh, and, you know, everybody works hard and, and, you know, we don't have to go around patting everybody on the back. But sometimes it's good to kind of reset our priorities and kind of gain some perspective. Um, you know, there's a lot of young people out there, especially who they don't earn a lot of money. But they're showing up to work. They're bagging groceries. They're they're scanning stuff at the checkout counter. They're slicing cold cuts in the deli. These are not high wage jobs, but they're considered essential. And these people are showing up for work, right? And you know, many of them might be glad that they actually still have jobs. But you know, I was at Publix yesterday, and they did put up some protection for the clerks. Mm-hmm. And you know, the deli counter is somewhat of a barrier and stuff. But these these people are not. They don't have all kinds of you know personal protective equipment and you don't know you know I, I give I give a lot of credit to people who are working during this time so if you're out and about they seem to be maintaining they're still still uh keeping up their public's cheerfulness even during this time which is truly commendable but make sure you know you give them a you know thank them for for what they're doing because like you said I mean thank thank goodness that they're there cuz yeah. what, what else would we do
0: well and I think for me I you know, like I said, I, I need to maintain a, a sense of normalcy. I've mentioned before, you know, I, I, if I call up in the bed, I won't get back out. So I've got to make, make sure that I can keep seeing what's you know today living for the moment, living for the day and happy that I am blessed to be able to say that. But, you know, I, I smile, you know, I smile, I say, hi, you, like you said, when was the last time you said, thank you to your public's workers or your, you know, Whoever it is your clerk, your checkout person, um one of the other areas of normalcy for me is, you know, the morning coffee run and we love our Dixieland 711, we stop there every morning on our way to work. And Nancy and Donna and Dan and Earl and those guys are, are are there every single day and smiling and I'm I'm happy to see them and and they're probably not so happy to see me, but they um they're, they're like you said, they're showing up and, and they're doing their jobs and they're there for us. So definitely wanna let everyone know that if you're showing up for work and people are needing your services, we appreciate you during this time because I don't know where we would be without you.
1: We would be hungry, we would be in <laughs> chaos,
0: yeah, we would um, we got well we're, you know, we're' kind of in chaos, but we'd be a lot hungrier in the chaos. i've made a joke the other day uh to Craig, I said, you know remember when you went to college and everyone referenced the freshman fifteen well, now we 've got the covid nineteen, so four extra pounds for this period of time probably allotted. <laughs>
1: yeah but at least the freshman fifteen was over your entire freshman year. <laughs> this, is, this is like a uh you know eating uh eating whatever right um but you know another another thing that had a note that i wanted to uh to talk about were um well two two things and they're kind of still somewhat related i guess the first is the transit workers the Citrus Connection, uh, employees, right. specifically the bus drivers, the bus drivers yep. that are trapped inside of, you know, this, uh, vehicle with people coming in and coming out and, you know, you don't know what anybody's got and they're showing up and they're doing it as long as they can do it safely. Um, they're cleaning their buses every night. I mean, I, have uh, you know, we had Tom Phillips, uh, the executive director on the the podcast and, I've been following some of what he's been posting. And these people really, their job is important because we can thank the grocery store workers and a lot of these other, you know, like the 7-Eleven workers, but we forget that the people that work in a lot of those what are now considered essential jobs, many of them rely on public transit. And without those bus drivers, those people can't get to work. And, you know, you may be able to, to order Uber Eats but it's going to be real hard, if not impossible, to get Uber right now.
0: Right, so, absolutely.
1: Uh, you know, there there are little things I think we just take for granted, especially if you're if you've never ridden the bus, if you've never been on one of those buses, and you really don't have a need for it. It doesn't seem like it's relevant to you or that it affects you. But it's all part of the uh, of our society of that that machine. Oh, and I think it's we're a all lot more the, acutely control.
0: aware of how everything. Else affects us today, you know we're we we like you said, sure. taking for granted is kind of the the regular the norm, and now a new normal is we're we're becoming more aware of the things that we haven't been aware of, and we're paying more attention to things that we didn't stop and consider before, and I think that's an important win if we're looking for making yeah. lemon drops or lemonade out of out of situations um <laughs> You know, it's putting some perspective for a lot of us. And I, I'm grateful for that. I am in a moment where I think of Tom Phillips and the workers and his leadership. And I think of Bob Donahue, who we also had on the show, and his leadership, yeah. as the city kind of had some challenges with making decisions about the parks. Um yeah, that. It, it was a it was, you know, if I don't wanna I don't wanna get into that. I wanna get into the staff, people right. who took the directives from the leadership that said, we're going to do this and we're able to mobilize and overnight pretty much have things in place that were decided, um, you know, 24 hours before.
1: Yeah. And if you, you know, think about it like this, it's real easy to sit back and say, what is the city doing with this? Parks? So they open, are they closed? Are they open? Are they closed? Is this trail open? That one's not. And all of this that's going on and, and, you know, there may be a time we revisit this and, and we assess it now is not that time. But imagine this as frustrating uh, as it might be for you as a citizen. Imagine working in that department and having to take orders from the city uh, commission and go in and actually implement these things back and forth, etc. And they did it. They did it without question. They did it quickly. And, you know, those are the things that, though, in my opinion, the, they're, the, they're the troops. They're the soldiers, and you you cannot fault them for what you believe is good or bad direction from the generals. You have to appraise them on their adherence to the orders that they were given.
0: Yeah. And that yeah. they
1: went into a situation that wasn't necessarily ideal, uh, and they did it. And, and they're among others. You know, of course, we're grateful for police, fire, EMS, our healthcare workers. And not they're to diminish that by saying, too. of
0: course, not to diminish that at all by saying, of course, we're, we're but, you know, I think... The the challenge we have as citizens is we do not have to come in contact or see the work of these individuals on the day-to-day basis. I mean, we hear a siren when the police or the fire go by. We, you know, we're glad that when we go to the hospital, there's somebody there to to care for us. But to, to know in a time like this that there's no reprieve, there's no break, there's no, hey, you know, oh... I'm a non-essential yep. business, so I'm just going to stay at home. Not that we want to stay at home, but these people have to show up every day right now. And and that is something, that is no small feat.
1: It, it really isn't. And the way that I look at this is we may not appreciate our public servants and our our nurses and LPNs enough uh, in our regular lives, but they certainly get more appreciation than municipal workers, than bus drivers, than Uh, you know, checkout clerks and things like that. But it's a situation like this where, like you said, we get that perspective where we realize, hey, yeah, of course, police, fire and all these people, they're important, but we know that they're important, right? We know what life, because we can understand that if those people were gone, if there were no nurses and doctors tomorrow, if there were no firemen, no EMTs, no police tomorrow, we know that that would be very, very bad. But few of us have taken the time to consider what would be like if they're just the buses stopped running, if the, uh, if, if Publix was closed because they had nobody to work inside, what would you do? And it, it really does give us that unique perspective that maybe some of this stuff is more important in our daily lives. And it, maybe it's important 365 days a year. So, you know, I'm, I'm not saying we're going to go around and again, just carrying out the checkout clerks up on our shoulders every day, uh, like Rudy, but I think that maybe some of it does kind of last a little bit, where we remember, uh, I guess, the, the type of people who are really important. That maybe the the Hollywood celebrities and the types of people that we normally idolize, um, maybe when it push comes to shove, they really aren't as important as that 17 year old clerk staring at you, you know, asking you about your day at Publix.
0: So I'm really glad you said that about Rudy, um, because. That is a really excellent point that you didn't even, I think, intend to make. But but when you said it, I was like, oh, yes, absolutely. So Sean Astin is Rudy in the movie Rudy in, what, 1993, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Something
0: like that. that. Um, And it's one of my favorite movies. And Rudy is a non-essential player, right? He is somebody who is just basically beat up on for the sake of all the, the starters to be able to um, you know, get better at their game. And at the end of the movie, the reality shifts and everyone sees how valuable Rudy has been because he was the encourager. He was the one that would never stop. He was the one that would never give up. And I think that's where we are right now. We need that spirit of Rudy in our day to day lives because we've got to refuse to quit even whatever whatever happens in the next 60 90 180 days it doesn't really matter as long as we can continue to fight the good fight right i mean that's kind of where right. what i thought of when you brought up rudy and you know it's like we we need to lift up our our public employees and our bus drivers and our parks and rec people who are you know doing the work that that nobody else can do but we can't yeah. stop celebrating these smaller Lesser known individuals because it just becomes the new normal. Because the old normal was like, we didn't pay attention to them. We have to maintain this, I think, as long as we can because we're not going to get through it any other
1: way. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, you realize the funny part of that analogy, though, is that even in that game, in the, in the last game where he eventually plays in the movie, it wasn't necessarily essential in right. the winning the game. It wasn't some cliche thing like that where he scores the winning. With winning goal but what it showed was that it it, he was essential to that team every other day uh in addition yeah and probably more essential right now like
0: majorly majorly all over goosebumps so you know by golly (laughs) if you haven't watched rudy in a while this might be the time to do it because we know you got the time right you have the time (laughs) and it's a great inspirational show
1: it it really is it, it's a it is a good movie and not and not super cliche i don't like some of those those types of movies where it's so cliche and you know the um you know you know the ending and that sort of thing right but it's a really so because it's a true story yeah so,
0: yeah exactly <laughs> a, exactly i love those are the ones that'll get me every single time if it says based on true yeah. events i'm in and i will probably be the one blubbering by the end <laughs>
1: um so You know, people are coping with this because yes, we, we, we definitely, we wanted to take some time and to talk about our gratitude for those people who are, are important and working so hard. But there are also a lot of people who are suffering, right? Maybe they have lost their income. Maybe they've already lost their business. Maybe they're on the precipice of losing everything. Um, but if that's the case, um, some of them are really hard up. Uh, others are just kind of coping with being stuck at home with their <laughs> spouse and kids twenty-four-seven <laughs> for weeks at a time, which can be uh, uh, difficult. Right. Uh, we'll we'll just use a nice word. Of course, not me. Not my my wife is, is wonderful, no, and my my and kids are been angels. Working right?
0: together, living together, you know, since you know, I don't know, ten, twelve years ago. So this is nothing new for us, other than the fact that. We're going grocery shopping a lot more. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, right. Um, but <laughs> right. I you know, there's uh the Lakeland Drinks group has been posting uh I want to give a shout out to Lakeland Drinks for posting uh drinking selfies before it was trendy. Right. Because it now was- it's all over Facebook That's <laughs> so Apparently Pre- alcohol is one of the ways people are coping.
0: Right. Pre coronavirus uh you know, shutdowns, there was this this awesome group for, for people who enjoyed a, a beverage now
1: and then. Exactly. And now it's all over Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Um,
0: I taught my mom Zoom today because we're having a family reunion, a virtual family reunion tonight. And I needed her to at least be able to make sure she could use it. And we started chatting. And she said, yeah, Bucky, your brother, my brother, um, um, says <laughs> he's drinking a little earlier than he used to. <laughs> So the four daughters <laughs> at home, I'm sure that that's, that's, uh, that's probably uh common, common courtesy.
1: Yeah. I did that last night with some friends on, uh, on zoom, just so how catching are you up. A how are you faring through.
0: with the three, three kids at the house and, and just all of the the craziness you've usually got going on?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a challenge because we're both still working. So my wife works from home normally. Um, but between school and everything else, it's a little bit more manageable. Now it's really tough with, with three kids. Um, but we're making it work. You know, we're letting the kids are getting creative. One of them is now taking up residence in a, a Walmart.com box that arrived the other day. That <laughs> he has uh, <laughs> I love like building house.
0: forts. That's
1: fun. He has his own bedroom, but he built a fort out of a cardboard box. So
0: it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> As I was driving home today, I saw a daughter and a son on a little scooter, and they have like two. They had a garage. They have a garage that has two garage doors and like a a pole in between the two. Like so, it's two separate garage doors. One could be open and the other one can be closed. But they were both open, and they were running. They were riding their scooters around in circles, and it was looking like the daughter was chasing the dad, or the the dad was chasing the daughter. I wasn't really sure because the circle was quite. Of us, a, a small circle, but you know, it, it made me smile because you know these. This is probably just creative ways of trying to cope with the fact that it's Sunday <laughs> and tomorrow is going to be just like today,
1: right? Um, I I will say one thing. So, one of the things that I've seen about uh, this is the the way that people are coming together in, in other ways, right? So, like you said, you're going to do a virtual family reunion. I've spent more time. Uh, Talking to family uh, via FaceTime, Zoom, and Skype, some of them that I ha- in the past couple weeks and I have in years, which is kind of which is really bad now that I say it out loud. But um, but it, again, it does remind you of what I guess those things are really you know really important. I know that um, I, I don't I'm not a regular church church goer, but I've I really like all of the the virtual services that they're putting on and how, how quick these um, the, the religious community was able to kind of pivot to still allow worshipers to, to have a place, to have somewhere to go and still be connected. Um, you know, that, that said, I'm not a fan of that guy in Hillsborough County. Uh, I, that, I think that
0: what he got know. arrested for continuing regular church services.
1: Well, you know, he, here's, here's my, my one piece and I'll, I'll say, cause I think I had a few conversations with people about this and some people brought up like, you know, separation of church and state, religious liberty, that that kind of thing. I'm a huge proponent of religious freedom, of freedom in general. But, you know, I've seen a lot of people having these conversations and what I don't like and and I hope this is just kind of a my my two cents, maybe give some perspective. This is not a binary thing, right? There are a lot of examples in our regular lives in the past uh, court cases and things where there have been serious challenges to religious liberty. The idea that we are closing large gatherings and large church gatherings being one of those is a threat to religious liberty is just not true it's not accurate because we're not just focusing on churches we're focusing on everything and the idea that church is somehow separate from the government um is is also ludicrous in that the the idea that the church doesn't have to follow any regulations right they still have to get a building permit when they build a church you still have to have fire extinguishers right we do these things because they're to protect people Mm -hmm. it's not it's not about religious it's not like well the mosques mosques can stay open but the baptist churches have to close that would be ridiculous and i'd be out there protesting too but i think people are some people are a little bit kind of uh, on edge about rel- religious freedom and I get it and I think we should all be uh be mindful of that but we should also look and say well is this being applied across the board and if it's not then if it is rather then maybe that's not what this is so I would hope that those out there who are making a stink about this maybe instead of directing that out towards people and trying to create a, a political or a, a a civil rights narrative out of this, maybe use that energy to bring new people in—people who would never want to get up in the morning and get dressed and go to your church, even though you've invited them five times—but maybe they'd be willing to watch a service uh, online, and yeah. you know, just out of out of curiosity. Maybe That's, this is a good time yeah. to do that. You know, so
0: I am super excited that you brought that up, and and now I'm going to do a shout out for Brett Ricky. He's the pastor at Highland Park Church, and um, about a year ago. Almost to the day because Craig's birthday is tomorrow, and last year Craig asked me to go to birthday, church Frank. with him, um, and I've been going ever since. And so we pivoted and started watching the live streaming services. And about, I guess, three weeks ago, I sent a message to my mom with a link to for her to join because I don't think that her church was doing live streaming. And you know, I was raised Catholic, and so it's you know kind of not certain that my mom's going to want to embrace um, my church services at this point in time. And, and yet she jumped right in and she's enjoyed the last three weeks with us. And, you know, I think that those are the things that's what I, that's what I mean is, is, is finding that normalcy and continuing those patterns that we have used before this time and finding a way to make them work. And so I, you know, if your church isn't live streaming, I'm sure that you can find a church that church that would be, um, you know, a a great message for you on Sunday. Um, and especially as we're approaching the Easter season, I think it's it's just important sure. that we we keep uh, whatever positive messages that we possibly can um, alive. And so, you know, shout out to after exactly. Brett for exactly. continuing the message. Amen. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So, a couple well, couple of things that have happened over the the past couple of weeks: some fun things, some some celebrations. You know, I was. As as Craig's birthday was approaching, I was thinking, really, you know, this is a, it would be tough to be a kid and celebrate a birthday. And a friend of mine, a friend, a friend of a great friend of Craig's and mine, uh, Nicole Travis, who works for the city at the in the community development office, her daughter turned six on the second. And she had to get creative and figure out how she was going to let her six-year-old not have like a bummer of a birthday. And um, so she had huge yard signs and she arranged for all of Madison's friends to drive down the neighborhood in a like, little birthday parade. And they had a Zoom birthday party and they had ice cream cake and they got to order whatever pr- uh, presents she had ordered. They did Via Target's pickup, uh, they did a virtual karate cl- class, and I'm assuming that's probably with Karate Beyond with Jay Che, who was also a, a <laughs> member of our uh, a past guest on our show. So
1: Wait, we're just shouting out all past all guests. Yeah, this,
0: this is the show. <laughs> um, but it was really fun, and I thought, what a cool, creative way to take care of your little one and make sure that she knew how much she was loved. So Nicole, good job, and and my comment on her post was, you know, that she won the best mom of the pandemic award and we wanted to find out you know hey johnny tell her what she's won and it's a month of, of homeschooling just for you nicole get to stay home and take care of your little ones
1: well i'll tell you you know who really loves this uh this whole thing our pets oh dogs surely. especially Maybe not cats they kind of like their own space but dogs are loving this mm-hmm. this is like heaven i think we're i think as depressed as humans are right now with everything that's going on, when all of this ends at some point, I think the dogs are going to go through a collective depression because <laughs> it's like, you know. They're man. like, I
0: love the new normal. This is great. Keep yeah. it up. <laughs>
1: they never leave me. It's they great. In- I haven't I been in great crate
0: was- in weeks. <laughs> there was a meme or something that was like, see, this is why I start chewing the furniture when you leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so have you, how are you doing on toilet paper? have you managed to get to well,
0: the good news is we have a guy.
1: Oh, that's right. That's yeah, we right. Have a guy.
0: So, Hey, if we're doing shout outs, let's shout out, um, ABC <laughs> coffee and supplies, uh, services, our office and brings us toilet paper, paper towels, soap, all of the things that we need on a regular basis. And, uh, so he had just made a delivery and then I, I called him back and said, can you make another one? So, um, I told some of the staff, you know, Provisions are available, but <laughs> limit two per customer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, did you see that? Uh, uh, I think uh, it was 1961 was selling toilet paper for like fifty cents a roll. If you really needed it, <laughs> like <laughs> about a week ago or so. I think it's getting better because there, you know there there was no supply chain issue with this stuff, right? It was just everybody bought it at once, so they were all out of it, but. In all honesty, like it's not, uh, really running out per se.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's take a minute to be, let's, let's talk about innovation for a second. Some of the the companies. So I mentioned Jay, Jay and karate beyond he's doing karate classes online. I'm not sure if he's using zoom or how he's, what he's doing to deliver those. I think so. And, and so I would love in the next couple of weeks for our main, like call to action for our listeners is to to send us examples of of businesses or people who are being innovative and creative um a friend of mine um Jack Loman he makes some kick butt ribs and I say but because you know it's it's like pig fest kind of stuff um and he posted last week he was going to do some smoking and and we um practicing safe distancing we ordered some and it was just a really nice treat to have some really good ribs cooked for us um there was a lot of of thought about you know how do i keep my friends happy with you know really good ribs or pulled pork or and i i don't think sure. he's experienced in the brisket department so he's now he's going to start exploring in there but yeah i oh would love for our listeners to send us messages post links to things that people are doing so that we can you know mention those on 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 future shows in the coming weeks because we really want to make sure We stay positive and we keep focusing on the good things that are going on in the community at this time.
1: I I agree. And I'm going to look to your friend with the brisket because I will tell you, I have spent an inordinate amount of money on brisket. Do you have it mastered yet? Well, every time that I think I do, the next one is lousy. Mm. And, you know, I'm my worst critic. You know, my my in-laws end up getting a lot of our leftover brisket when I'm like, I'm not going to eat this now. No, it's not. It's not perfect. It's so not my I standards. I let's pass it <laughs> off to the in-laws. Here's the fifty dollars brisket. Here you go. Like, and they're they're incredibly grateful and and happy, and they they offer to give me money for it. I'm like, no, you don't understand. The money won't make up for the pain that I spent an entire day on this, and it didn't meet the standard I want. So, um, it is it's tough. It's a really it's a it's a tricky thing. So, um, well, I'll pass
0: that on to him and let him know that he's off the hook if he doesn't want to get into it.
1: Yeah, that just tread lightly because yeah. the other stuff, the ribs and the pork butts and the chicken thighs and stuff, uh, those are are much more forgiving than uh, than brisket is. So, so here's um, here's another
0: thought. Just going back to the innovation and and being creative and whatnot. I mean, we've here's what I see a lot of, and here's what I'd like to see more of. I see a lot already of examples of innovation from other communities. Right. So someone shared. Um I don't remember where oh they shared it into the Bridge local community forum. I think it was our friend Brad. So shout out to Brad. Um talking about a a local um game, what do you call them, an arcade that was going to deliver monthly, you know, for a month at a time, deliver like a pinball machine or a Galaga or a Pac-Man and let people rent them in their homes for a period of time because nobody's coming to their place and they can sanitize that and deliver it. and in the, in the So what are we doing locally? I want to see examples locally of people doing some really cool things and thinking outside of the box, not necessarily pulling examples from other communities, although that's always helpful because that's inspiration to us. But what mm-hmm. are we doing that's different that is going to help our small businesses keep the lights on? Now, I, I don't know if you saw my video. Did you see my video, the keep the lights on video?
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that.
0: It it was it was just an inspiration I had last weekend, and it hasn't really taken off. Although maybe it still will. Um, hashtag keep the lights on, small business. And the idea is really just in solidarity. I don't know the model of of the um, ice bucket challenge, right? You know, it's like call out mm-hmm. three or four businesses. And let them do their own video about how they're working to keep the lights on. And then you light a candle or turn on a light or do some fancy fun thing with your lights. But, um, you know, we're slow to adopt things from within. We're really fast to adopt things from other communities. So I'd love to change that narrative Mm -hmm. a little bit and see what we can do um, going forward with things like hashtag keep the lights on small business. Or any other things that local businesses are coming up with that we can support and get get behind. One of the things I got behind uh, really really quickly was um, Inc. Screen Printers. They were doing um, a shirt sale. So if you're a Bridge, if you're a listener and you follow Bridge Local and you want a Bridge Local T-shirt, um, you can get a Bridge Local T-shirt. And I'm not exactly sure where the link is, but I'm sure if you go to Inc. Screen Printers, they've got all the shirts that they're selling um, for to support the small businesses that are, that are out there. So bridge is a small business. We're trying to also give t-shirts, you know, let, let some of our members of the community get their t-shirts as well. And I think that ends in the next couple of days.
1: Well, another one that I've really enjoyed is union hall. What they're doing. Mm. They're you know running the, the, uh, the live streams of the different artists and you can tip them via PayPal and Venmo and stuff. Yeah. Um, I had posted on Facebook the other day. I was watching, uh, uh, Dan, uh, I never is it signor or signor, signor, yeah, signor, signor, signor. Okay, just sounds like the G should be silent, but I don't know. Um, then it would be signor. But well, like a like a like a European N, like signor. Uh, you know?
0: no, it's signor.
1: Oh, I'm wondering, signor. Okay, I'm right, still Dan. waiting for Dan um, to
0: play the song. By the way, so he has <laughs> four, Let's see today's the fifth, so he has 15 days to play my wedding song, and I keep badgering him because i'm not gonna stop because he was supposed to figure out how to play my true companion by mark Khan, and he ended up last year he was playing at our wedding but he wasn't able he hadn't figured out how to play the song yet so i told him he had a year until my anniversary so one more time dan <laughs> time <laughs>
1: uh you know you got time um <laughs> but <laughs> i i <I've>... got time <laughs> Right. I had, I, so I had put it up onto to, uh, I, we have one of those smart TVs in the living room. So I just airplayed it up on there. Mm-hmm. So it was like a live stream on, on my, you know, big television of union hall and just great music. It's, it's a great time. It's, and it's like, you know, you can't always, um, you can't always make it out to those things, but, uh, I'm part of me wonders if they shouldn't keep some of that going in the future.
0: Yeah, well I you know? love, I love Sam's vision of what he's been doing and um been helping him try and figure out how to get some some of those some of the technical pieces of that figured out and it's been sure. it's been exciting to to work with him, but you know the vision for him is to keep lo- local music alive and these musicians, right. you know, musicians are and and wait staff and servers and bartenders, you know, they're taking a huge hit. And so his his model is the live musicians come in. There's only one or two people in the place at the time, and there's a very distant space between each visit. Um, but he also gives 100% of the proceeds of the tip jar to the musician that day or that evening. And he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to go every night. You know, sometimes it's hard for him to find musicians um, every single solitary night. So I don't know that there's one every night but you can follow union hall on on facebook and it's it's really kind of like letting that music come into your home and feeling that sense of community is pretty special i'm really excited that sam's keeping that live music message going and he's also making union hall available for public service announcements and uh he's had conversations with mayor Mutz and um, hans lehman from the fire department no from the police department Hans police, lehman yeah. from the police department and, um, just, you know, I think that that's an example of, of great innovation. So that's what I want to see more of. I hope that there's a lot of, a lot more examples coming our way.
1: I hope so too. I, I think it's, it's a nice way of staying connected as a community. And, um, but I think we should make uh, make a point. Like I was kind of going off what I was saying earlier about the church services. This is a great opportunity, even though you're stuck at home most of the time to, Experience, I almost said expose yourself to something.
0: <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no, word. no, we don't need exposure.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Uh, but to, to get exposed to something that you would not normally see, if you wouldn't make a point to drive across town to go to see a, a local band at Union Hall that you've never heard of, but now that band is playing, maybe you've never heard of, you know, heard Dan Signar play anywhere. But you see them and you go, wow, I really like that guy's music or the, you know, we three strings who I had not heard yet, but I thought was awesome. And I can tell you that when all this is over, I'm going to go and see a lot of these people live because I love live music. But if you don't know them, this is a great time to get that exposure. And that's why I think what Union Hall is doing is so important, because there may be dividends for all of this that will pay off after the fact that we're not even you know not even aware of yet so uh i i think you know to sam and union hall and to all those artists keep it going well, i mean it's, and, and it's I fantastic think that
0: there's been also a, an, an upswing in others that are doing some live streaming i know uh swan brewing has started doing some live streamings with their musicians and you know the idea in my mind is you know on any given evening in a community like lakeland there are lots of things happening and you know you can't have 10,000 people or 100,000 people in one place, you know, physically when you're trying, you know, it's like, okay, well, you can only, your, your capacity is only X, you know, only so much. So now we have the ability to kind of enjoy a smorgasbord of different experiences across the community for all of these places that are doing live streaming. And it would be great if someone could Kind of gather them all and make it easy but you know I know Swan Brewing is starting to do live streaming Union Hall has been doing it again if if our listeners have examples of others that are doing live streaming I mentioned the church you know Highland Park is doing live streaming I know that there are other churches doing live streaming um but again this is the example of innovation as we are you know figuring out how to t- how to traverse this challenging time for ourselves
1: yeah and it's we're making it up as we go along, right? There's no rules. here. There's, there's no, there's no master plan. And I think that's, what's so unnerving for a lot of people. Um, that's why there's a lot of finger pointing. I mean, both, you know, locally all the way on up to the top. The truth is that maybe some of this, we should have been more, uh, we should have expected a lot more. Um, what is the fallout from this economic, uh, self-induced coma that we're putting ourselves in here? What is it going to be like? Is it going to be worth it in the end? Is the cure going to be worse than the than the disease? The truth is, nobody knows. Right. We don't know, but it's a, It's a dynamic situation, and everybody is doing the best they can to to make it through. And I, I think we will. Um, I, I know that we will. But well, I think I it's, also it's think just it's... a question of what we can learn.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's what we can learn, and and the ability for us to give one another grace. Um, it might be a really yeah. great time for us to practice restraint so that if we have a moment where we disagree or we're not in in congruence with someone else, that we don't necessarily need to step out and be vociferous about our thoughts. We can kind of, hey, maybe, maybe it's not important that I tell them that they're wrong in my opinion. But the other thing is, especially, you know, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time with the businesses in the community um, talking about the CARES Act and the pay, uh, the Payroll Protection Program. And banks are on, uh, on rolling. And I read a post today about how what a fail it is. It launched on Friday. It's a brand <laughs> new program. We ha- had late updates that were made by the SBA. And all along the way, I'm looking at this going human beings run the SBA, human beings run the U S government, human beings run the banks. So if we human beings want certain services and opportunities to be, you know, conveyed to us, we also need to recognize that human beings are responsible for ensuring that these programs get rolled out. So I would, I would encourage businesses who are looking for things like the payroll protection program and, other uh, loan opportunities to just practice patience and take some deep breaths and try to figure out ways that you can keep the lights on in spite of the fact that it might seem slow and it might seem that it's not happening fast
1: enough. Well, and, and everybody needs to understand too, that if you can't pay the rent, then you can't pay the rent. The idea that you're going to lose everything you know. today, that somebody's going to come and foreclose on your house tomorrow. I mean, there's there's literally a moratorium on it. But the truth is, with all of this, you can only do what you can do. And I think that it's important that people focus first on on taking care of the needs of their family, making sure they've got food, security, medicine, shelter, that sort of thing. If you can't pay your credit card payment, then don't pay your credit card payment. Now, if you can do something to make that payment, then do it. But if it means that you're going to be frantic and give yourself an ulcer or a stroke because you are just totally consumed with stress, then, you know, you're just going to have to let some of it go and and realize that things will work themselves out at some point in all of this. Everybody's going to have to get caught up. This is a huge, uh, tumultuous time. And you have to prioritize and and do what you can, do the important things. And do your best to keep things going as much as you can. But if something has to give, then it has to give. But, uh, you know, these are very trying times. And if you're trying to hold it all together, um, you know, and you're coming up short, then you got to cut yourself some slack, too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, are we ready to wrap this one up?
1: I I think we're I think we're good. I think we've we've hit all the points. So
0: I think I'm you know, I just want um, my last little thought here as I as we wind down for the show is we're here if you want to bounce some ideas off of us at Elevate Polk on Facebook. Um you know, Rob is is really working hard on helping people get familiar with Zoom. So thank you for your help with the, the Bridge Local Community getting them acclimated. Like I said, I taught my mom how to use Zoom today. Um, we're gonna have that virtual family reunion later. There are so many different ways to help one another at this time. And I, I just want to encourage maybe just after you listen to this episode, reach out to some of your friends and, and contacts and say, is there anything I can do to help you? And maybe make some suggestions. Like I know how I have a really good bloody Mary recipe that I want to share. Or I know, I know how to use Zoom and I can help you, or um, I can come over and mow your yard. I mean, whatever it is that you might be able to help others with, this is the perfect time to to reach out and support each other and just in solidarity as human beings stand together as we get through this crisis together.
1: I couldn't have said it any better from
0: wow, afar. Wow, that's pretty awesome. I've never had a couldn't said it any better. So we'll wrap up today. Thanks for listening. And remember, we have a, a new episode each week. So be sure to subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. And remember to leave us a review. We promise to read every one. You can always find all of our episodes at elevatepolk.com. And if there is something specific you want to hear about on an upcoming episode, reach out to us on Facebook at Elevate Polk.